Welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David Brown, and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Parish. We're a church that's all about knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. This week's sermon is entitled Whole Healing, and it's taken from Mark chapter 1, verses 21 to 45. And it looks at the Jesus' baptism of fire and his healings in the beginning of the book of Mark, and how Jesus' healing is still on offer today. We hope you enjoy the sermon. God bless. The Lord be with you. And also with you. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark, chapter 1, beginning at the 21st verse. Glory Glory to you, you, Lord Jesus Christ. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the house of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with fever. And they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her by the hand and helped her up. The fever left her and she began to wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon, his companions, went to look for him and when they found him, They exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he travelled throughout Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and driving out demons. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately the leprosy left the man and he was cleansed. Jesus sent him away at once. With a strong warning, see that you do not tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Well, friends, please pray for me as I pray for you and as we jump into our sermon. 
Loving Lord God, we thank and praise you for the whole healing that is found in Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us to embrace that with our whole lives, to be immersed in your kingdom and to become leaky Christians. In Christ's name, amen. Well, friends, uh, we're here in the third section of Mark's gospel as part of our series called Follow the Saviour. And uh, if you've been with us for the past week, three weeks, you'll know that Mark's gospel is action-packed. We've seen Jesus come on the scene. He gets baptised, like Edward is getting baptised today. Uh, we see him battle the devil. Hopefully, Edward doesn't have to do that today. Um, and last week, we saw how Jesus calls together a team of disciples to leave everything they have and follow him. Now, if I were to ask you why Jesus came into the world, what would you say? What would you say was Jesus' purpose in life? Hmm. Sounds like we've we've got we've got some we've got some answers for that. But today we're going to see Jesus himself answer that very question. Today Jesus is going to tell us what his mission is. And in baptism, we are physically signed and sealed and united together with Christ in his mission. So Today's message has particular importance for Michaela, for William, for Lilith, as they bring Edward for baptism today. We're going to see today Jesus going through a baptism of fire. We're going to see that those who come up against Jesus are immersed in the kingdom of God. And we're going to see that all baptized Christians are called to be leaky Christians too. So, first of all, a baptism of fire. In verse 21 of Matthew 1, we read, They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went to the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them not as one without authority. He taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Here we see Jesus going through a baptism of fire. In his first days as a traveling preacher, a rabbi, Jesus goes on an intense journey right into the hurt and heartache of his community, of his world. He goes to the synagogue, a place where prayers were said and where scriptures were taught and where people often came for healing and prayer. Now in Jesus' day, much like ours, people struggled to trust their leaders But when Jesus spoke, he spoke with authority and power and competency, and the people respond. Then a man who is demon-possessed starts shouting at Jesus, and Jesus tells the demon to come out of him, and it does. Now, in our culture today, we don't often talk about angels or demons, but for the majority of people throughout the world, throughout time, Spiritual darkness, angels and demons are very real. And you and I still feel and experience darkness, even if we talk about it in different categories. And what Mark is telling all of us today is that Jesus is willing to go into the places of hurt and drive out the darkness. Next, as we saw in our kids' talk, he goes to his mate Simon's house. 
There he learns that Simon's mother-in-law is sick. And what a self-respecting rabbi you'd expect them to do would be to avoid the sick person, like the plague. But in verse 31, we read, Jesus went to her, took her by the hand, and helped her up. The original language tells us that Simon's mother-in-law was literally burning up with fever. She's probably on death's door. But Jesus raises her up. Now, some people might scoff at the fact that the first thing this woman does after she is healed is wait on men. But what Jesus is showing us has nothing to do with gender. Simon's mother-in-law, perhaps before anyone else, sees what Jesus' mission is all about. She sees that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And that those who are responding to him serve and pay it forward as well. As she does this, her home is turned into a makeshift hospital. As we read in verse 33, the whole town gathered at the door and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. Here again, we see Jesus willingly immersing himself in the sadness and heartache of the world. Sometimes we imagine Jesus as this long-haired, blue-eyed, mystical guy who wandered through fields and whispered quotable quotes and cuddled lambs. But friends, that's not the real Jesus. Jesus went willingly and determinately to where the pain was. But after a night of ministering to people, Jesus gets up and goes to find space to pray. He wants to be alone with God, but his disciples come to bring him back into the fire. They find him, and in verse 37, they say, everyone is looking for you. Come on, Jesus, your stock is on the rise. You're getting famous. Here's an opportunity to capitalize on all the attention you're getting. Get back into the fire, Jesus. But Jesus won't have a bar of it. In verse 38, he tells the disciples what his mission is all about. And this is probably one of the keys of the whole book of Mark. He says, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. This is why I have come. This is why I have come. Jesus' purpose is to preach, teach, and heal. Not to become famous or to make money. Jesus is driven by his mission. And in verse 40, he again comes up against another challenge to his kingdom, the kingdom of light, healing, and wholeness. In verse 40, we read, A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus is angry. He reaches out and takes this man's hand. He says, I am willing. Be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him, and the man was cleansed. Now, having leprosy in Jesus' day was a bit like having COVID-19 today. If you had a rash, boils, or skin lesions, you were classed as a leper. You were classed as unclean, and you were forced to self-isolate. This often meant a lifetime in a leper colony, away from loved ones. 
Religious people, like Jesus, rabbis were supposed to avoid lepers. Touching them would make you contagious, and you would have to isolate as well, even if you came into contact with them. Then you would have to go to the priest later on, and you would have to show yourself to them, and they would tick or flick, and they would say whether you were okay or not. This is why the man says, if you are willing. He doesn't doubt Jesus is powerful enough to heal him. He just doubts whether he cares. This makes Jesus angry. He's angry at the insinuation that someone that he would not care for someone, and he's also angry at the leprosy. He's angry at the darkness around him. And so he reaches out and he touches the man. And instead of the man's leprosy coming and rubbing off on him and making him unclean, the light and the goodness and the healing and wholeness of Jesus heals this man. And he's restored to full health. But more importantly, he's able to go back to his community. He's able to go back into the temple and worship God. He's able to sit down and have a meal with family and friends. So friends, I'm sorry for going through this so quickly. But do you see how Mark is showing us something about Jesus? Mark is showing us something about Jesus' purpose and his mission and why he came. He came to dunk us, to immerse us in the kingdom of God. The first thing that stands out in this story is how Jesus never shied away from the pain and the suffering of the world. Instead, he goes directly into it to point us to the ultimate healing found in God. In God's presence, there is no sickness, there is no suffering, there is no darkness, there is no pain, there is no death. As Jesus goes through his baptism of fire, everyone he meets is immersed in the reality of the kingdom of God. And they are healed on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is showing us that true healing and wholeness is found in God. As people are healed, they are allowed back into their communities. But more importantly, God is reaching out to them and touching them and saying, I don't care if you're sick. I don't care if you're outcast. I don't care if no one loves you. I will. God's love is unconditional and God's love is all-embracing. The second thing we notice is that as Jesus immerses people in the kingdom of God, they are given a secret. In the case of the leper, Jesus tells the man explicitly not to tell anyone about his healing. Why? It's very strange. Wouldn't we want people to hear the good news of your healing? Well, some people think this is a classic case of reverse psychology. Jesus tells the man with leprosy not to tell everyone, so he will tell everyone, so everyone will find out about the healing. Um, This this explanation is is possible, uh, but I don't think it captures everything. Another explanation is that the reason Jesus tells people not to tell anyone about their healing is because... As they do, he starts to get mobbed and all of a sudden he can't operate. 
In 145, we read that Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed out in lonely places. This is because he was continuously getting swamped by fans and people who wanted him to, to perform magic tricks. But that's not why Jesus came. Yet the people still come from everywhere. I think the fullest explanation is that Jesus wants to keep his spot healing secret because his work isn't finished yet. At this point, Jesus knows his mission is to die on a Roman cross for the sins of the world. But as yet, no one else understands this. Jesus came not to be a magical healer, but a suffering saviour. And it's not until we understand the cross that we understand what Jesus' healings were all about. You see, everyone Jesus healed later died of something else. These spot healings were not permanent. Instead, the fullness of Jesus' work needed to be accomplished on the cross. And it's not until people understand the reality of Jesus' death and resurrection as the full and complete healing for all the world that we can understand what Jesus' healings are about. Jesus could heal people temporarily simply by praying for them. But he could only permanently save us from sin and death by winning our forgiveness on the cross restoring us to fullness of life and bringing us back to God. Pain, sickness and death are all consequences of sin, but Jesus is the solution. Jesus wanted the people he'd healed to wait until his death and resurrection to fully understand what he was on about. Whole healing and fullness of life in God. After Jesus is resurrected, he says, go into all the world and tell everyone about the good news of the kingdom of God. And so friends, what are we to do with this passage? What are we to do? How are we to live in light of what it has to say to us? It's all nice to unpack some intense narrative, but you and I live on the other side of the cross And so the secret is out. Our mission is to become leaky Christians. If you're not a baptized believer, then friend, you are so welcome here. And God is reaching out to you this morning. And I want to encourage you today to consider getting baptized yourself and taking your part in Jesus' mission in the world today. If you are a baptized follower of Jesus, then you can leak his love wherever you are. We are called to be leaky Christians. What I mean is that if someone is rude to you, you can leak God's love and forgiveness onto them by forgiving them. If someone is sick or injured, you can pray for their healing and help them however you can And let the wholeness of God that God has given you flow onto them. If someone helps you, be like Simon's mother and help them in whatever way you know how. If someone is poor or in need, share the resources God has given you and let his grace leak out onto them. 
Finally, as we've said, the secret is out. Jesus died and rose again. Death has lost its sting. And we are called to leak out that truth and let everyone know that they are welcome into God's kingdom. Jesus broke into the sadness and heartache of our world to leak God's love into the lives of his people. And so is Edward. Where's he gone? <laughs> oh, he's, <laughs> he's in the annex. Hello, Edward. <laughs>